Yeah, it didn't cut to the chase. Go! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard how bad it was as I was saying it. You might as well have started by cutting the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, that's ready. <laughs> I, I think that one's better. <laughs> that one stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Screen Fix, the internet program <laughs> where we will... <laughs> Keep going. I like it. Where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show. Lady Juan, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And of course, Screen Fix Original. We love him. We love the fur upon his brow. It is Mustachio. Mustachio, say hi to everybody. Why, hello, everybody. This week, we will be fixing an Agatha Christie style who done it murder mystery from the man who murdered Star Wars. It's time for the Jedi to end. We will be fixing Knives Out. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls, walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. Gonna fly. Something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> I'm gonna fail. Not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? (laughs) Okay, Knives Out, directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed Brick, Looper, and Last Jedi, infamously. I had to get over my hate of him. Just to see this movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me a whiny fanboy man, baby. I hate him. You were mad at the trailer. He actually conceived of this movie after filming his film Brick, uh, which is another kind of whodunit. Most of the characters in the film are high schoolers. 
but it's the same kind of like solving a solving a mystery type of movie. And he conceived of this film right after he filmed that in 2005. So he's been gestating on this for a while. He actually said that this film was going to be his next film after Looper. But instead, he decided to uh, open his butt cheeks and place his anus firmly upon Luke Skywalker's mm-hmm. Where, um, nose tip. Is is that what happened? And uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but anyway, um, so here's this film, Knives Out. It is uh, an Agatha Christie style murder mystery whodunit. And he said that the influences for this movie were The Last of Sheila, Murder on the Orient Express, Something's Afoot, Murder by Death, Death on the Nile, Private Eyes, The Mirror Cracked, Evil Under the Sun, Death Trap, Clue, Gosford Park. He's pulling from many classic mystery thrillers. And I think he uh, mostly succeeds. So in 2018, he got Daniel Craig attached to it. And then it was sold to distributors. And uh, suddenly, the next month, the cast blew up. Chris Evans, Lakey Stanfield, Michael Shannon, Anna DeArmas, Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette. They all joined the cast. And then a month later, the cast grows even more. Christopher Plummer, Jaden Martell, Catherine Langford. Also, Ricky Lintham, <laughs> Edie Patterson, and Raul Castillo. Actually, there's a small cameo by Frank Oz. Frank Oz is Harlan's lawyer. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually has a voice cameo as... Yeah, he has a voice cameo as Detective Hard Rock. He's in the TV show that Marta's sister is watching. Oh. So Knives Out. When did you see this? Where did you see this? And do you like these kind of murder mystery detective films what do you think i'll let you go first lady one i love a murder mystery it's my favorite kind of book agatha christie is my favorite author and clue is one of my favorite movies whoa so you were primed for this yeah this was my favorite kind of story and then they put chris evans in a bunch of sweaters in it (laughs) like there's no way they were gonna lose me yeah but he didn't take the sweaters off but sometimes it's nice when he's just like really well dressed because you know what's lurking under there by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to have to deal with the fact that maybe he's not in cap shape at the moment. That's not a thought I need to deal with. <laughs> that makes me sound so shallow. <laughs> it's okay. We it's all fine. are deep down. We're honest with each other here yes. on Screen Fix. Always. Yes. Too honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> Mustachio, do you also have a bleeding heart for these murder mysteries? I like I I liked the movie Clue a lot when I was younger, and then recently, and like in the last ten years, I really liked the Michael Caine Lawrence Olivier movie Sleuth. Which do you fancy, early Agatha Christie or vintage SS Van Dyne? For Christ's sake, Andrew, you're talking of a murder. Which I can't find, by the way. Yeah, I can't find it fucking anywhere. Um, I think they remade it, uh, but I don't want that one. I want the. The old one. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what's what's funny? I, I I hadn't heard of Sleuth before, and then I saw this movie, and someone else I know mentioned Sleuth. So it's very funny that you mentioned Sleuth. Uh, is that worth Screen Fix audience uh, seeking out? Oh, for sure. So like 
the whole cast is Michael Caine and Laurence Olivier, and somehow there's like six twists in it. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's good, and and so all the more reason why I I I am fascinated by shit like this. It's cool when it's done right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. As a kid, I, I loved the movie Clue. Uh, it's like one of the best movies ever. Yeah, and Tim Curry is just perfect. I will die on that it. hill. It's <laughs> yes. We're trying to find out who killed him and where and with what. There's no need to shout. I'm not shouting. All right, I am. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. Very fun vibe. Speaking of sleuthing i actually did a bit of that myself i'm gonna take you on a journey here i needed to see the movie at the 10 p.m set and i didn't get there until 10 35 it's closed there's a god there's a lot of people leaving but all the entrances are locked the stations are closed at the box office i'm just like damn it and so i sleuthed my way over to the exit since i used to work at movie theaters and (laughs) I kind of know how this is done. I uh, made my way into the movie theater without paying and found my way. Oh, my God. I was late. Oh, fuck. You're a criminal. Yeah. I, I was like, I was, criminal. I was willing to pay them. I'm like, who do I pay? Who can I, who can I pay? I need in. I, I kind of had to read up a little bit on how this started because I'm like, shit. I, I, next time, I need to be like there on time so that I can pay for the damn movie. It's fine. I think we're all flattered that you would be willing to risk life and limb. Oh, yeah. Um, Was anybody else seeing it in your theater? Oh, yeah. There was like, I mean, there was probably like 40 people in there. And that's, that's. Oh, what? Where are you in New York City? New York City! (laughs) I don't know. I'm bad. I'm bad when it's like dark and I'm doing, you know, dark things, slipping into buildings. Doing other things. What are you doing in the dark? Nothing. I'm slipping in and trying to remain unnoticed. And hopefully, the only thing out are knives in this movie theater. Yeah. Well. So yeah, JC, uh... do you want to talk about something? Yeah, please. Sure. So I (laughs) generally I don't like these kind of whodunit mysteries unless they have like a madcap feel and a very eccentric detective really love like the pink panther movies with peter sellers when one of these murder mysteries takes themselves seriously i tend to check out a bit i'm not quite the audience for this unless it has a crazy detective this one of course has benoit blanc and uh i enjoyed watching it i enjoyed old benoit and uh yeah so i liked this film i have a few little problems with it but i liked it and no, uh i think you. for the most part did you guys like it yeah yeah i'd say i liked it mustachio it was cool i uh, i thought i would like it more but you know um uh, it was entertaining yeah i don't think i'll watch it again yeah that's that that's that's kind of how i feel like i liked it but i thought i would love it and i did not but that didn't stop audiences maybe or did it lady Wan. <laughs> Why don't you lay on us the Fresh Hot Stats? So this movie opened on November 27th to right around $30 million in the U.S., plus another $40 million overseas. Was that above projections? Yeah. $70 million its opening weekend definitely (laughs) exceeded expectations. That's pretty wild for this movie. I personally would attribute a lot of this success 
in the U.S. to its timing of release being over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I think yeah. the perfect Ooh. distraction from listening to your family members argue about immigration is to watch another family argue about immigration. About immigration. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the winning formula. So people threw their money down, but yeah, they after did. they threw their money down, did they like it, Lady One? They sure did. <laughs> 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 this movie is certified fresh, 97% from critics. Damn. And how about audiences? It has an audience score of 92%. Audiences love it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want a whodunit murder mystery in the end of fall wintertime. I personally think the audience score is a little bit high because it kind of drags in the middle, but I feel like... If you're rating the movie at the end after just all the excitement of the reveals and the reveals and the, the ending scene and it's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. I think at the end you're like, yeah, that was great. And then you yeah, give it a I good was... score. And then later you're like, well, I was kind of bored in the middle. But you it's so it's funny. <laughs> I was talking I was talking to Mustachio about this. I actually said that about these murder mysteries in general. I was like. The end reveal where the detective is not only unraveling the whole mystery, but also making the culprit, yeah. like tricking the culprit into yeah. admitting his guilt, yeah. is the best part of all of these whodunit yeah. movies. And you do kind of forget that it was a bit of a slog to get all the way to that point. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a like a shortcut to a good movie score is to have like a really, really exciting reveal at the end. Because I used to think like I really liked Gosford Park. And then I rewatched it and I was like, this shit is so boring. It's just exciting at the end when you figure out what happened. Yes. Same thing. And you're like, man, why did it have to be such a slog to get to all this? this take forever? (laughs) This take forever. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, Knives Out clocks in at two hours and 10 minutes. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right. So before we start fixing, I got to give you guys the quick and dirty plot summary. Do it. Dirty because it comes from movie pooper movie pooper wiping away the excess giving us their one pinch summary so good (laughs) i mean like do they know that you gave them that line no it's not used anywhere it's just like a site that looks so bad it looks it looks like it's from like 1998 (laughs) (laughs) looks like it's built on the same platform as geocities (laughs) right here we go Knives out. Harlan Thromby ultimately did kill himself by cutting his own throat. He believed he was going to die in 10 minutes from a morphine overdose accidentally administered by his nurse, Marta. He kills himself after telling Marta how to get away with it. He has great fondness for her and didn't want her to get in trouble for his death. Unbeknownst to her, he had recently changed his will to give her his entire estate cutting off his entire family financially if marta had been found responsible for his death she would have gotten nothing but it turns out harlan would have lived if he'd let marta call 911 his grandson ransom who'd had some medical training had switched medications in their vials in marta's medical bag intending on using marta as a proxy to kill his grandfather for cutting them all off financially but marta going by the feel of the vials in her hands rather than the labels had actually given the right medications she panicked when she saw the labels were wrong but if harlan had been taken to the hospital he would have been all right and it would have been a different investigation entirely the housekeeper fran witnessed ransom going through marta's medical bag 
Fran intended on blackmailing him with the toxicology report that would have proven Marta's innocence. In response, he overdoses her with morphine and tries to frame Marta for that murder too. He also sets the medical examiner's office on fire, destroying all samples and records so his deception can't be discovered. With Benoit Blanc's wit and Marta's quick thinking, Ransom ends up confessing to the whole plot and is arrested. Marta ends up inheriting Harlan's entire estate, although how much she helps the rest of the family remains to be seen. What's really interesting about this summary is that's the plot with no mystery. Yeah, <laughs> what, so a, funny. what a choice in writing that. That is, yes, what a choice you made, movie pooper. Thanks. That's that's <laughs> the plot if there were no mysteries. But no one knows this is the plot <laughs> until like the end of the movie or as bits and pieces are revealed. So anyway, before we just start fixing a movie, before we start ripping it up with our screen fixer knives, we need to say something that we liked about this movie. Lady One, why don't you go first? Really, what I liked about this movie was what we talked about before, just the general concept of a murder mystery. I was so excited when I saw the trailer for it. And by the time you get to the reveal and the way this one ends up, it reminded me a lot of the book, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. And oh. I would highly recommend anyone reading that Agatha Christie book. It's really quick read. And at the end, you're like, oh, shit. It's so good. Oh, cool. What did you like about Knives Out, Mustachio? A lot of people work on a movie. Let's give them their due. I really like uh, Ana de Armas' character, Marta, and Christopher Plummer's Harlan character, like their chemistry. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like in those 10 minutes or whatever, it's like, damn, this is actually like the most like, you know, heartfelt thing in the whole movie is, 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 is the knowledge that, you know, this is ending rapidly. But yeah, like you felt all of when she injected him with the wrong medicine. Mm-hmm. That scene was like that was probably the most engaging scene I thought in the whole movie was that one. Like you felt the panic, you felt the love, you felt her remorse, you felt his mm-hmm. like compassion for what she had done. It's, it's so good. Yeah, JC, what did what did you like about this? I had only seen Anna de Armas in that Keanu Reeves movie and Blade Runner 2049. She's the holographic uh, girlfriend of Ryan Gosling. I thought this movie really allowed Anna de Armas to really prove to mainstream audiences that this is her coming out party. Like this is she's fantastic in this movie Mm -hmm. and her acting is outstanding. I believed every time that she was upset, every time she threw up. (laughs) um, I loved her in this movie, and I hope that this turns her into a a bigger star. Let's go ahead. And what do you guys say? We fix this movie. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Lady Wan, why don't you give us your first fix? So my first fix for this movie is different from any other fix I've had before. Ever? Ever. Whoa. It's weird. Whoa. It's a, it's a very 2019 fix to have. Oh, yeah. you want, you feel like you want the characters to be heard <sighs> and to understand their tr- what triggers them? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm leaving all of this in because that is so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred this movie to be a bingeable streaming series. Oh, okay. It dragged in the middle because it had a lot of explaining to do because there's a lot of things you have to show us and explain and twist to set up. And 
I just think it would have been so much better as like a one season long series on like Amazon Prime or Netflix or something. You would binge the shit out of this series when it came out. You'd have to because you'd have to make sure that you don't get spoiled. Yeah. yeah. So in particular in this movie, I loved the opening. I loved introducing the characters throughout the questioning. We're seeing them all in their spectacularly flawed glory. They're all just a bunch of assholes. Your suspicions are rolling. But there's a lot more that they could have done if this had been a series. You could break it up so that one episode is just the introduction of these characters. The next episode is all of their varying accounts of the party, the way they're telling the exact same story, but like in the flashbacks or it's uh, different people holding the cake. Like you get those differences kind of explained. Mm -hmm. In the third episode, you reveal Marta's story, what actually happened. And then you can kind of go from there and focus on the characters and just show them being terrible in their lives. So you can have like one episode where we see Jamie Lee Curtis running her company and Don Johnson's cheating on her on the side. Like all these episodes can get more into these characters and give more and more reasons for us to be suspicious of each of them. Just keep showing how bad they are and then have the end of their episodes they arrive at the party. So I just think it's a ridiculous fix to propose, but this would have been so, so good as a limited series. I would have eaten it up. I would have been so excited. Yeah. And he could have, he could have made it that way. Yeah. That also would have given some of the more underdeveloped characters some more character development. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That would have been good. Uh, Donna Thromby, uh, Walt's wife, Yeah. doesn't do anything in this movie. She's just there. Yeah. Ricky Lindholm is totally wasted. Yeah. yeah. You, you could have given her something to do. Also, uh, Jaden Martell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada Martell, the one who does who does all the weird Nazi stuff, who's like who's like into like the alt right Nazi stuff. Yeah. He he doesn't actually do any do anything in the movie other than people say, "Hey, you're into Nazi stuff." He like looks like up he, from his phone. That's that's it. That's it. That's his whole character. Yeah. Is he looks up from his phone. So like, yeah, you're right. Like in a limited series, you could have fleshed out some of these characters that are totally throwaways. Yeah, and the cast is so good. I don't want to waste them, but I also, God, do not want to make this movie longer. And <laughs> and a series just kind of solves both of those problems. Yeah, yeah, oh, I like that. It would That's... have been on Disney Plus. No, <laughs> <laughs> right next to Jeff Goldblum series. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Mustachio, why don't you give us your first fix? All right. I needed more murder. Oh. More Uh-oh. more murder would have been good. Um <laughs> I like how complex it was at the uh at the end, but I think it would have been funny to just have like this dysfunctional family like offing each other or something, you know? Um oh. it could have been in a funny way like great nana, you know, wants to off somebody or great nana gets offed Bump, <laughs> like bumping characters would have gave it given it like clue i mean like you feel like like who's gonna yep. be killed next kind of feel you need a higher body count yeah like almost like that one bad event cascades into more badness more, more bodies like and more like wait this is you know this is taking us away <laughs> from the initial investigation i mean because if you give me a bunch of like great actors and actresses that i like and you put them in roles i kind of want to see some 
you know, maybe get off and you're like, oh, God, J.B. Lee Curtis? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when there's like money involved, people get crazy. Oh, right. There was like a lot of yeah, room like, to like play. Everybody has motive to kill everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it would have been funny, too, if like some of the murders were purposeful murders, but a, maybe one or two is just accidental. <laughs> because like the situation has become dysfunctional so wild over this money mm. yeah yeah there could have been like a random groundskeeper they got murdered that would have been good they need some staff it's like oh gotta rule yeah. the groundskeeper out we accidentally killed grandma <laughs> and and you could have had lakey stanfield like uh who which one just got killed like, like he's kind of confused like he, <laughs> like like he i don't know you know how he's got like that I don't know that that charm and that sway of like confusion. Who do you want? Do you, is there anybody in particular you think would be a particularly good murderer? Yes, but that's my second fix. Oh, Ooh. it's another who done it. That's a yeah. tease. JC, who who done it? I done it. <laughs> I done it. You done it. I've done it in my draws. Um, so my first fix is very simple. My second fix is more involved. My first fix is very simple. I I almost feel like a shameful fixer for even saying this because what? it's not a it doesn't involve the plot, but it involves the score. Uh-huh. Like the opening music when the film opened, it had this great deep cello score that had like energy and mystery and it had me all giddy it had like this playful energy you were excited i was i was like oh my gosh the score in this is gonna be so good and then the score just kind of fades into the background in this movie and that made me really sad because yeah i mean lady one you mentioned this that the movie kind of drags in the middle yeah and i was like you know also we've lost the energy in the score as well so and then i actually went on to spotify and listened to the score and 20 tracks the first track which is called knives out is that it's energetic mysterious it's really cool and then as you start getting into the score it just does the same thing it did in the movie just kind of fades into the background Mm. it's just some kind of quiet piano a little bit of quiet violin but it's all very quiet and not at all the bombastic madcap energetic score that i really wanted out of this movie so my first fix is just to keep the score energetic like keep that bombast going mm-hmm. totally agree did you feel yeah. that any, any anybody else yeah am i crazy yeah but not for this reason okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, that's a really good point like fixing the score is something that can really add to this and this this isn't screenplay fix this is screen fix we're fixing the movie yeah. we don't we don't have to fix the plot just the plot we can fix anything about it thanks we need Mustachio. to come back in and tell them like what went wrong this is a safe place so safe <laughs> <laughs> my name is jc <laughs> and I need a fix. <laughs> a screen fix. You ever suck dick for screen fixing? <laughs> Lady One, what is your second fix? 
My second fix actually has to do with Daniel Craig's detective character, Benoit Blanc. Oh, Benoit Blanc, a southern gentleman. Uh, What, does he need to fix exactly? See, this is what I want. Just that accent is so ridiculous and so (laughs) over the top. And in the trailer, it really feels like he is just going to be this bonkers character. And I don't know if he's just not in it enough or if he's more subdued in between like those trailer moments. But if we're going to get two jokes about his accent specifically, like I I need more from that. I want it thicker. I want more of a drawl. Maybe he like does that Southern thing where he starts telling stories and using weird phrases that nobody knows what they mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that would have been really cool if he was just full of these, like, Southern colloquial wisdom, like, phrases. Like, yeah, his, Right? And he's telling, you know like, I mean? this yeah. Northeastern waspy family who's just yes. like, we don't know what this is. Like, Instead, we he, like, says dumb crap about donuts and donut holes. And I'm like, ugh. I was like... That's so Ryan Johnson thinking he's clever. Yeah. I hate this shit. <laughs> so I wanted this character to be so over-the-top, cheesy, southern, just ridiculous. But then, at the end, during our reveals, I want his accent to be fake. Yeah. I want Ooh. the whole southern persona to be a put-on. And <laughs> his real name is Benjamin White. <laughs> and he's actually British. I want him to be from Liverpool, oh, yeah. like yeah. not even like a nice London accent, like a Liverpudlian accent that nobody likes. Uh, no offense to all of my family. Ooh. Ooh. She's British. I am. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I want him to be able to just sort of say like, well, market research shows that people are more trusting of a Southern American accent. Like it's part oh, of his toolkit as a detective. He put it on it for that is. New Yorker article they profiled him in and it's all just fake. And that excuses how ridiculous his character has been the entire movie yeah wow one more twist why fuck, not fuck yeah <laughs> benjamin white all along <laughs> yep no benoit blanc a gator with no anus will still eat his fill <laughs> <laughs> yes that, it makes no sense but it's perfect that's so good holy shit <laughs> <laughs> Mustachio, a what's a your second Felix? Thank you, Benoit. <laughs> so I kind of wanted there to be another, you know, twist, another killer, or um, or something else that like gives you like uh, like a, a, another what the fuck at the end. And I would have had it be the little like you know jerking off to Nazi stuff boy, and <laughs> what what he could have done. <laughs> Titler. <laughs> And he's got every reason to hate his like douchey cousin. The whole family does. So if he overhears a little bit of how like the whole family isn't going to get the money, um, he's at least uh, wants to you know frame his cousin because that guy sucks. And so what I would have done is he knew that Chris Evans was going to get you know pinned for this. And so what he does is he like kills Grandma to in order to like get him. Yeah, and you could have had it something stupid, like Grandma throws away his like Nazi, you know, images or something like that, and he's he's got it out for her. He could have used one of the syringes to inject her or something like that, and it could have been yet another like who like who killed Grand like Great Nana, 
Um, and then it turns out it's the kid because he wanted uh, Chris Evans to go to jail. And it turns out he didn't know that all along that Chris Evans was already, you know, murdering. So it was like murder out of the house, murder in the house. There's things going on that it keeps you guessing to the end. So you want alt-right kid to see Chris Evans getting pinned for murder as a way to also commit a murder, knowing that it's just probably going to get pinned on Chris Evans too. Yeah. Or maybe he kills his liberal aunt. Oh, Tony Collette's character? Yeah, I mean, like, if more of them would have ended up kind of, like, getting knocked off, there, like, there would be, like, obviously more reason for suspicion for more people. Um, but someone would have just thought it's just one person all along. Um, but that dysfunction could have, you know, kind of kind of unraveled itself as as the story unfolds and and chris evans still would have been a a murderer but and also have tried to kill marta and and have his same kind of end but yet there's just more people you know left to like like who did this what's happening did one of them catch him masturbating to some alt-right pamphlets yeah like great nana (laughs) if you're jerking off to like nazi stuff like you can't be embarrassed like you just have to own that, right? Sorry, this this took a twist. <laughs> no more, no more Nazi time, uh, unless you're going to talk about it. But we want to know what your no. what your your uh, your last fix is, JC. My last fix. Okay, I also agreed that Ransom being the killer was a bit obvious because I feel like it was broadcast uh, pretty clearly. His name is Ransom. His name's Ransom. <laughs> and it was kind of obvious once he got involved. It was pretty clear he was involved in the death of the housekeeper and the burning of the medical lab. I, I don't think there's anyone in the theater who didn't think that that was him. Asking if she got an email? Yeah, let me check my email. <laughs> like it was very, He's like, here, I'll help you. Clear. I'll help you like sign in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was terrible. So yeah, it was very obvious that Ransom was the one. So, and you know, the reveal was fun because it was fun watching Benjamin White, as he said. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun watching Benoit Blanc figure out the whole mystery and do the whole Agatha Christie murder mystery style this is what really happened. And, and when they made Chris Evans essentially confess, but I also just like Mustachio, I wanted one more twist that I didn't see coming. So I still want ransom to have done all of those things. I want everything with Marta and ransom, everything to have gone just the way it did. But I want the twist on top of the twist. The one who hired Benoit Blanc was Harlan mystery writer, Harlan, who is still alive. He's still alive, but he knows that he's old. He knows that he's, maybe he might even be sick. I don't know, but he's old and he feels he's enabled his family to be lazy, money hungry, callous people. He gave the money to Marta as a test of his family. He wanted to see who in his family understood what family was and who was a compassionate, good, decent person. I mean, the people kept saying that Marta is was family. Remember, they're like, she's family. Mm-hmm. But nobody seems to know where she's from. Yeah. So I think that it should have been a test of his family. And none of the family members passed the test. At the end, he still leaves the money to Marta, who politely declines the money, seeing what money does. 
to people. She's even mad at Harlan for making her a pawn in his game. Crazy ass white folks. So (laughs) (laughs) the film calls attention to class politics, immigration, xenophobia. Why not follow through with the whole thing? And also imagine a montage of Christopher Plummer sneaking out of the morgue and then him being present at various points in the film in disguise. (laughs) That'd be funny. That would be fun. So anyway, uh, that's the plot twist that I wanted to finish Knives Out. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's a good twist to add on. I kind of figured some stuff out that Ransom was doing throughout the movie, but I really didn't think that he would have hired Blanc. I was like, that seems like something Harlan should have been doing in his dying moments. It feels like a Harlan move. So you're, you're fixed to have like Christopher Plummer show up at the end and be like, you're all a bunch of assholes would just be so fantastic. I would love that. And the reason why he hires Benoit is because he knows that if he hires a real detective to like put the screws to his family, that, that they're going to show their true colors. All right. So without further ado, I think we should consider Knives Out. Screens Was that stabbing sound? That is stabbing sound. All right, so sound like a cat. Lady Wan, do you have a <laughs> do you have a final thought? I do. My final thought is really a question that I like to put out to the universe. Oh. I'm curious if Jenny Egan, the costume designer for this movie, plans on releasing a sweater line, just all of Chris Evans' attire for this movie. <laughs> he just looks so cozy and handsome the whole time. I think that sweater line should exist. Were they cashmere? They just looked luxurious. Bill Cosby almost single-handedly destroyed the sweater. Did Chris Evans bring it back? He can bring anything back. Mustachio, do you have a final thought? Well, speaking of, you know, you fixing the score, the Radiohead song Knives Out was not in this movie. And that's a problem. (laughs) No, it wasn't. That is a problem, isn't it? What the fuck? (laughs) I mean... It was right there, Ryan. I felt like, it's like, okay, it's not in the trailer, it's going to be in the movie. You know why? Because he has to subvert our expectations. Mm-hmm. But JC, thoughts? What's yours? Yeah, so my final thought is, has anyone, is anyone interested in Katherine Langford's music career? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> why, why do all these young stars need music careers too? I don't. They want all of the money. <laughs> they don't understand. They all want it. So anyway, apparently she's going to go to Europe to record with some famous people because she's famous now. So oh she wants to. Ha- she wants to have a music career. Catherine Langford. All right, lady. Why don't you send us home? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail dot com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at ScreenFixPod. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for ScreenFix Podcasts. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Libsyn, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend about the show. Do it so we can move up those Apple rankings. Don't you want us to move up the Apple rankings? Yeah, like right one, like right now, like pull over. And write one just right now. Like you already have the app open. Just like pull over safely and just please. Or you know that you're in the parking lot at Chick-fil-A right now. Just write a review. Just write a review. Yeah. And then like next time you're with your friend, take their phone, write a review for them. Give us five stars. Yeah. And like, 
that would be amazing. If you're at a party and your friend passes out, take their phone. For sure. Write a review. Hold it in front of their unconscious face to unlock it. And write a review. And then write a review. Five stars. (laughs) Write a review. Please. All right. Let's send everybody home with your best Southern drawl, Benoit Blanc. This is a twisted web, and we are not done untangling it yet. (laughs) So good. I wish everyone could see the eyebrow work that went into that. (laughs) Some good eyebrow work. Yeah, that's part of it. It was solid. have to have that. All right, Lady One, what do you got for us? The family is truly desperate. And when people get desperate, the knives come out. <laughs> oh, listen to yeah. that. <laughs> that got like deeper towards the end and drawn out. <laughs> what you got, JC? I suspect foul play. <laughs> I've eliminated no suspects. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode on Knives Out. We will be back next time with our fix of Jumanji. (laughs) Full circle. Coming all the way back. Oh, my God. One of our first episodes was the original. Well, not the original. The remake of the was the last one with the Rock Johnson. Anyway, look out for it. Bye, everybody. Bye. the eccentric Daniel Craig. That's not nice. Um, that was weird. <laughs> what the heck that was, was that? That was my watch. Um, I don't know. It just Your record- watch said that's not nice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did your watch say that's not was nice? Was that in response to JC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your watch is telling me that I'm not nice. Yeah. I mean, Siri is not wrong. Anyway, (laughs) that's the stinger.